The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Warning, the following content may contain elements that are not suitable for some audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello, kitties. This is yours duly, John Kassir, the voice of the Crypt Keeper. And you're listening to Slasher Radio. <laughs> What's up, guys? You are listening to Slash Radio. My name is Mikey Bones. At Lauren Rob Humphrey. What's going on, guys? Hello. How we doing? I'm well rested. <laughs> uh, that'll be on the <laughs> that'll be on the Easter egg stuff of the Patreon to your butthole. You don't need to put that on there. Oh, Rob. Rob, Rob <laughs> fell asleep <laughs> and slept through when we were supposed to start recording. And I called me Patterson here knowing he that's what happened. And you didn't know maybe I had a heart attack or something. I could have been dead. I guessed sleep. It, it, it's a safe guess, yeah. And, and she was right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to be fair, it. given my heart attack and sedentary or uh, my diet and sedentary lifestyle, heart attack is also a good guess. Maybe, but you're here now. And I called you to see if you were sleeping and you picked up. And hung up on me when you yeah, was me. I didn't know what was going on. I was asleep, man. You can't just be calling me out of nowhere in my sleep. What if it was an emergency? What if I was dying and you were the person I called and you fucking hang up on me? That's, that's on, that's you, on you. Why the fuck would you call me? <laughs> I don't know. I thought you were my friend, man. You called 911 or something. I don't know. You hang up and go back to sleep. Why would I call 911? You called me. You call 911. Leave me out of it. What if it was a saw situation? One day, Mikey, you should just call Rob and not say anything. <laughs> yeah, see what and it then does. like and then just not go offline for the day. Like go <laughs> have a spa day. And like he's not going to care at first, but the longer it goes on, the more a part of him is going to wonder, what if Mikey called me when he died? <laughs> oh. I believe it, man. Yeah, it's been a weird weekend, man. My sleep schedule's all thrown off, and I, I actually didn't fall asleep. I took a nap, but I set an alarm. Uh, but then I just turned that shit off and went right back to sleep. <laughs> Unbelievable, man. Yeah, it's it's my sleep has been all fuckered up. And, uh, but here we're, we're here now. We're doing the show. I don't know what the problem is. No, no problem at all, Rob. No problem at all. I haven't overslept in a long time. Yeah, it shouldn't happen at all, though. You realize that, like, there should be a time frame to make it acceptable. Yeah, I feel like there should be. Yeah, fair enough. Um, we're back, though. Um, we're talking Chucky this week. 
we have Carrie Elise Gardner on. Uh, uh, we have a quick little chat with her uh, talking about that documentary, though, all things Chucky in general. But before we get to that, last week's episode <laughs> got a lot of uh, attention and drama stirring up on uh, on Twitter, guys. Oh, man, yeah. stuff was coming in hot and heavy there for a little bit on Twitter. Yeah. And I told this to Mikey, uh, but I'll let the listeners know. Also, I had my phone off. I was celebrating Mr. Cat's boyfriend's birthday, and I came back to absolute chaos <laughs> from yeah. you guys. Oh, Mr. Cat's boyfriend's guy's birthday? Yeah. Oh, you didn't even tell us. Happy birthday, Mr. Cat's boyfriend guy. I thought I could turn my phone off for three hours. And... <laughs> yeah, she didn't even say, hey, it's Mr. Cat's boyfriend guy's birthday, you know, wish him happy birthday. Nothing. nothing. No, I, nothing. I I came back online. To, well, I mean, I figured we'd talk about uh, it being his birthday because I tried really hard to convince him that he wanted to celebrate by watching Renfield, which, uh, yeah. it, long story short, is how I didn't go see Renfield this last week. But... Oh. <laughs> That's uh, a disappointment. Renfield, you, Mr. Cat's boyfriend I think it would have been fun. Did you guys watch Halloween 3? No. Well, wait a minute now. Is Mr. Cat's uh, boyfriend guy banned from the Nick Cage thing? Uh, no, because he didn't say anything mean about Renfield. He just didn't want to go on his birthday, which I think is reasonable. I mean, yeah, but he's the reason you didn't go see Nicolas Cage, though, ultimately. Uh, but I, he's <laughs> uh, hopefully is not listening to this episode <laughs> just yet. Uh, I'm sure he's going to be the reason why I also see it. <laughs> All right. That, okay, that's fair then. That's I'm fair. planning on making him take me to the nice theater that I don't like driving out to. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. Okay, that's fair. Then he's off the hook. I get it. Did he yeah, wear? His, did he wear his Crocs on his birthday? He did not wear his Crocs on his birthday. Uh, but I did come back uh online and everyone was like, "Cat, why are you wasting time? Give this man a thousand dollars." And it's like, <laughs> "Whoa, what? What did I miss?" <laughs> the director and I believe co-writer. I don't remember of uh carousel steve radzinski he um <clears throat> he reached out to us on twitter and uh the voice of what was the stupid horse's name there was no stupid horse yes there was, there was so i'm I not sure who you were, whom you're referring to there's a very intelligent unicorn what there is a difference <laughs> you mean, are tomorrow. you talking about the the new horror icon duke i'm talking about the stupid horse from carousel uh, the voice of Duke even chimed in, which is nice to see. Yeah. yeah. So um, there was a lot of back and forth. There was a lot of fun. We got because of this show, an entire <laughs> tier, two of them were added. Well, uh, two additions to an existing tier was added to that Kickstarter to get killed by Duke. Like Tony Danza was trending on yeah. Twitter this week. There's been a bunch of things going on. As much as I love that you guys are w willing to harass a director into opening up additional Kickstarter tiers to see me murdered, let's do the fundraising first next time. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really only effective if we have the $1,000. Yeah, I need thing. the $1,000 first, and then I will spend it. <laughs> yeah, We need a lot more patrons killed. for that. Yeah, we, yeah so, which we do not. And if we had patron. more patrons, <laughs> that might have been, you know, we might have been able to do that. That would have been pretty funny. Yeah. yeah, and as he and everyone else pointed out, uh, it would have been good promotion for the show. <laughs> uh, arguably, it would have been better promotion for the movie. But let's move forward <laughs> amicably. We got a drink roll call to get to as usual. Horror news. Um, like I said, we had that that interview with uh, Carrie Lee Gardner. 
director writer of living with chucky documentary and then we're gonna be talking about that documentary and chucky himself so uh what are you guys drinking let's get rolling who wants to go first i am drinking zombie dust uh, to celebrate my return to alcohol (laughs) were you off alcohol yeah medication remember dr rob yeah yeah, i I told you dr rob (laughs) says that you can do that's fine you just you can't you can't i know it says on the label don't mix pain meds and alcohol but you can't trust everything you read you know what that's true (laughs) next time when i go in for the actual surgery uh i'll I'll come back and (laughs) mikey what are you drinking i am once again arizona hard (laughs) <laughs> i thought last week was the last one i did have one more so this all is right. the last week all right well i went to the liquor store and i got something new this time okay yeah, uh, yeah. i am drinking a sunny d vodka seltzer you motherfucker rap bastard son. <laughs> are you fucking kidding me bro i was Amazing. at the liquor store and i saw these and i laughed and then i was like i'm gonna get them just because i can and mikey can't <laughs> You motherfucker. Wait a minute, hold on. So you gave so... And you didn't even allude to this. Nope, I've been sitting on this for three days. This is a fucking blind side, man. Where are my balls? Okay. I feel like I can trust you now with the Gabagoolie mystery (laughs) reject. No, you can't. No, you can't. Let's be honest. No, you can't. I'm going to carry it away now. You really fucking got it, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I did. I had to tell my kid, I'm like, there's Sunny D in there. Don't drink it. And the number of times I've had to tell my son not to drink something in the refrigerator because there's alcohol in it, I think he thinks I have a drinking problem. Because <laughs> I had to be like, don't drink those Mountain Dews. I don't know. My dad's like every Saturday talking about drink roll call. I can't have Sunny D now. <laughs> yeah. It's not a special can. That Mountain Dew has alcohol in it. <laughs> don't drink the Sunny D. <laughs> There will be three missing tomorrow. <laughs> I was going to say, that would not have worked on me as a kid. Yeah, no. <laughs> my parents would be like, don't drink this Mountain Dew, and I'd like have it in my hand already, and they'd be yeah. like, there's alcohol in there, and I would put it back, and then when they were sleeping, I'd be like, all right, Mountain Dew time. I don't know what they <laughs> teach kids at school now about like alcohol and stuff, but he's like terrified of it. Yeah, oh, kids now, this new wave is weird. Yeah, they, weird. he doesn't want fuck all to do with it. Either that or... They're really fucking us up and thinking and getting us to believe this shit. Could be. Little do we know. Yeah, it could be. But uh, Mikey, I will say this. The uh, Sunny D vodka seltzers, you're not missing a whole lot. Um, like most of these drinks that are coming out now, it is um, sugar free and they're using a artificial sweetener that is the taste is too strong. It sort of overpowers the drink a bit. It would be hilarious if Rob was just going to the sugar-free alcohol store. No, I looked online again. <laughs> That's the case with them. It's just like the fucking Mountain Dew. I almost, I did almost send a message to Cat telling her to get some. Wow! So that both Cat and I could have them, and Mikey not. Cat, would you have participated in that? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. wow! Really? <laughs> That's fucked up. You man. know that I like a conspiracy. <laughs> 
Yeah, but where's the again? Where's the line, man? Do we have? Do we not have any cooth here ever at all? This is. Do you not up. remember? I had been on the show for like less than a month when I decided I was going to post an expose about Rob's sock collection to the website because nobody could stop me. <laughs> not for nothing, too. The first, she, the first episode, she was really odd. She made us watch every fucking Saw movie. Wow, we should have seen this coming. Yeah, this should have been a red flag. Yeah. I still own all those fucking Saw movies. <laughs> all right. Well, you know, you can kiss my ass. That is disrespectful. Yeah. I, I am now at best, at absolute best, can be the third person on this show to have had sun, these Sunny D vodkas because at of you and best. fucking Allie. <laughs> like, at best, and it's probably not looking good, apparently. So I'm, I don't have my hopes on that either. That's fucked up. You're disrespectful. I knew you wouldn't like it. It could have been the greatest thing in the world. It's not this. I will say this. this it is more palatable than the Mountain Dew. So Sunny D is better than Mountain Dew is what you're saying? Yes. These these are better than the Mountain Dew. The Mountain Dew, the, the artificial sweetener is way too strong in that. This is, it's there and I wish it wasn't, but it's drinkable. I don't know why. The can freaks me out. The can? Yeah, uh, it's just like, like the any... the design. Is that what Sunny oh. D looks like now? I don't know. It looks weird. I, I don't know. <laughs> I I don't drink Sunny D normally. I mean, I only did this for the bit. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, how many of these do you have? Was they come like in a... four packs. Oh, that's not as bad as no. Yeah, I no. Do. Yeah. Mm. You're a son of a bitch for that. I really I don't like this at all. Wow, that is some <laughs> shit right there. <laughs> That's fucked up. It is made with real juice, it says. Kiss my ass, man. I can't believe you did that. I'm so blindsided by this. <laughs> there was no way I couldn't. I was in the 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 pre-made cocktail aisle, and uh, I was just walking to mind my own business, and I saw, I was like, you've got to be fucking shitting me. <laughs> and then I remember you saying that you contacted a bunch of stores in the area and couldn't find them, and I was like, well, I know what I'm going to have for drink roll call. <laughs> That's fucked up, man. That's I. I'm. <clears throat> I have to gather myself a little. I think Rob wins drink roll call. <laughs> that was dirty. That was dirty. <laughs> All right. I see how it is. Okay, the gloves are off now, Mister Humphrey. All right. It's not my fault you can't find them. Not one. Store. I wasn't even. I wasn't even looking for them. Not one store, man. I sat and called so many of them. My phone was filled with random numbers. <laughs> I imagine Mikey looking at the camera and being like, where's the Sunny Vodka Seltzer? <laughs> but Jaron doesn't help him, so he can't find it. Son of a bitch. <laughs> All right. You guys want to get into the news? Yeah. It's time. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. He's not a genius. You are a rat bastard. Okay. Uh, th- we've had a lot of light news weeks in a row. There's nothing really still going on, nothing big, nothing huge, but there's a lot of fun things that are in the news. So uh, let's right. get to that. Yeah, uh, but Mikey doesn't know what fun is, so let's see what comes up. I know exactly what fun is. Uh, Dread XP's the mortuary assistant. Um, it is now apparently available on the Nintendo Switch. I haven't played it. Ooh, it looks I, I fun. I've watched people. I've watched people play it, and it's fun to watch. I believe it's first person, so I won't be able to play it probably. I liked the little demo, and I have a Switch, so. Ah, there you go. I like this. Um, I'm all, I'm constantly running out of games to play on the Switch because there are a lot of things that don't make it to the console, and there are a lot of things that I think it would be awkward to play on the console. Like, even when they come out. Like, shooters? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just, like, such an awkward controller shape for, Yeah. You it, know? it really is. The only thing I ever played on the Switch was Animal Crossing. Uh, I played Stardew Valley on the Switch, but there was, did, there was a learning curve. Yeah, I played, that, <laughs> I played that on my computer, but... Um, my Switch isn't working. I don't know what's wrong with it. Well, it's not really mine. It's my son's, but it's not working. <laughs> I tried to... get Switch. I did. I... I, I it was my Switch for a long time because I was playing Animal Crossing every day on the fucking thing. Did you ever fight over it? No, he was, he was it's like, whatever. I mean, he's got fucking, uh, he, he stole my iPad. I bought an iPad for myself and I never, I haven't seen that thing in two years. It's been in his room. <laughs> yeah, but that's the way it's supposed to go. Yeah. They don't like it going the other way. Yeah. But, uh, I was going to restart Animal Crossing like fairly recently and I don't know, one of the controllers is messed up or something. It won't. It oh, won't... the fucking Joy-Cons. Yeah, it doesn't. Replaced. It, it won't recognize it. So, but it's not the Joy-Con. It's the, it's the oh. part on the side of this, of the switch where the Joy-Con connects oh. because I bought new controllers and it still doesn't Fuck. work. Yeah. So I got to have it like fucking fixed somewhere somehow, but he never really uses it. So. If I got it fixed, it would basically be so I could play Animal Crossing again. <laughs> or Mortuary Assistant now. Or Mortuary Assistant. Yeah. Maybe I could play Mortuary Assistant. Maybe that on that small of a screen, if I used it handheld, it wouldn't bother me that it was first person. Maybe. Uh, next thing is Chucky Season 3 begins filming next week. Which How um, are you feeling about that, Mikey? <laughs> what, Chucky 3? Yeah, because you've had a bit of a roller coaster with the series. Uh, I have. I have a love-hate relationship with the series. And hate's a strong word because, I mean, look, it, it looked phenomenal. You know, like, it, it looked great. And, you know, like, quality never dropped off as far as anything like that. But, you know, I, I wasn't... Uh, they went in a different direction that I wasn't really feeling <clears throat> in the in the second season. I'm interested to see what they do in season three. You know, like, I'm, I'm never nice. going to not give Don Mancini a chance. Like, you know, he, he did... He's done incredible things in the past, so I, I'm, I'll be there and I'll give it a try. 
but uh, it's also there's uh, i guess this is news that it's going to be premiering late 2023 so later this year oh oh nice uh, also, it's funny that there's a lot of Chucky news this week. Uh, the next thing is Chucky and Tiffany are joining the Monster High collection. And they're getting limited oh. edition dolls. Are you going to buy those, Mikey? No. That's exciting. Uh, not for me. Uh, my cousins are into Monster High. And if this could be the gateway into child's play, I'm all about it. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. And, you know, they, like these things look they don't fill out show like i said i sent you guys the images uh everybody listening if you're interested you can go to bloodydisgusting.com uh or monster high's instagram they seem to be posted uh they have like little teaser images of them so it's not like a full-on look at them but man do they look fucking cool i do have a slight concern i have one concern is that the last Monster High drop, uh, from what I've heard from distraught cousins, um, apparently their quality has been declining. And one of the big things with the last drop, because then they started selling to like collectors, I guess. Um, and they had one like exclusive drop that was kind of like this, like they partnered up with someone and it looked like really fancy. Uh, but then like the dolls that actually came in were not that good. So uh, that is my one concern, but if I if I can get my cousins hooked on Child's Playthrough Monster High, I am going to be the happiest older cousin in the entire world. <laughs> nice. Okay. We'll see. So fingers crossed. You would imagine for a title like this, I mean, I don't know how the the industry works and all that, but for a title like this, I mean, if quality is dropped off elsewhere, you would think this is the ones they're going to do. Right? You would hope, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. Like this is one that you don't want to fuck up. Yeah absolutely but i'm pretty sure i'm like 90 percent sure that monster high is owned by mattel and they're just a fucking wild card as a company so because they also used to have a disney contract and then they and then they ripped them off and now uh, there's like they're constantly starting beef with people mm. Who knows? uh next thing is the texas chainsaw massacre game um this isn't exactly news Ooh. Although it came up again, uh, I think Xbox retweeted it, maybe Game Pass directly. Also, Bloody Disgusting has an article, a new article about it. Uh, it's going to be on Game Pass day one, which is huge. It makes me nervous for the game. Why? How good can it be if you're giving away for free on day one? Uh, I understand that thought process, but no. Gun is a company that wants people to play this game. That's why. They yeah, but they're also a company. Companies have to make money. I understand, but they, they they go out of their way. They have, and I'm not, I haven't looked deep, I haven't dove deep into it or anything, so I don't know the logistics and all that, but they went out of their way as far as the licensing for all the music and everything used in this game for people who stream and stuff like that so that there's no copyright strikes or anything on any of their content. And they made a point that th- that they're doing this intentionally for that. They go out of their way for their... They really do love their community more than most companies. We'll see. I mean, I, I don't know. It looks fantastic. It looks like a good game. but And I don't understand how all that shit works. Maybe they get money from somewhere. From somebody oh, yeah. For, Keep in I mind... No fucking idea. Dead by Daylight has been on Game Pass for years. Yeah, but they're selling a bunch of shit in their game. What do you think they're trying to do? Yeah, that's what, that's what games are moving towards now. It's not a bad thing anymore. 
I don't know, man. I feel like it is. Like, so, sell me the game or don't sell me the game. I'm old. What the fuck do I know? Nothing. Not shit. Yeah. I mean, I, I know I, I have a nice, refreshing, sunny D, but that's it. <laughs> Hurry up and finish it. And then listen to the rest <laughs> of the fucking show. <laughs> He's got it. I'm going to have to go get another more. one here in a minute. <laughs> oh, shit. How much you pay for those, by the way? Uh, I think it was $15 for the four-pack. Son of a bitch. I found one website, dude, and they were like, 50, after shipping and everything, it was like 50 bucks. Yeah, it's not worth all that, dude. No, I did that with the Warhead thing out of spite. I'm not doing it again. <laughs> I don't have the budget for this drink roll call anymore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bruce Campbell is joining Peacock's upcoming Satanic Panic series, Hysteria. I'm looking forward to this. Forward to I that. like anything san uh, satanic panic kind of themed or whatever. I think it's it's a I think it's fun. It's a fun subject to dive into. There's a documentary apparently about the satanic panic that's kind of making festival rounds now, and I really am looking forward to seeing that. Satanic panic stuff is hit or miss for me, but this one has. <laughs> Uh, I I have reason to believe in this one. <laughs> yeah, look, you put Bruce Campbell in, and I'm going to watch it probably. Yeah, that's um, that's the thing. <laughs> yeah, but um, but I do like Satanic Panic stuff, and I, I'm looking forward to like the documentary. I think is is going to be fascinating. Like it's just to me, it's interesting. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm Bruce, like you guys said, Bruce Campbell. I'm in. That's it. Yeah. Uh oh, this is nice. Funko Pop is making a tabletop board game. It's all this, yeah. And it's going to be Ghostface and Scream. Oh, I didn't realize that was Funko Pop. Yeah, yeah. man. This is my first time seeing it. I hope you guys have a little information because I'm not, like, I, I'm, sh I'm sure not lots out. I sent you the images. Obviously, you've seen it already. Uh, Scream I saw the, like, the cards. Uh, someone said that they were looking forward to it and they had posted the promotional image with the cards which is why i didn't know it was funko pop because the cards really don't give that impression yeah. yeah but um i don't know we'll see i i don't know how much it how much it's going to cost and things like that um and uh i'm getting away so board games were a thing with me for a minute um, but I'm getting away from them because I also realized that most of them require you to have uh, three to four friends to play with, and I don't know that many people. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Uh, I'm actually, and I think we've talked about this before with the Jaws board game. Yes, I own uh, that one. Then I have never played it because I don't know four people. I I actually have a gaming group, but they are. I'm the only horror person. Uh, everyone else is like a Dungeons and Dragons, which is how I, we met. But it is hard to get them to like convert over into spooky games. So I try to be really selective about the board games that I get because it's like I get maybe one or two of these a year that I can play, you know? Yeah. And all of these, also the games are very complicated. Some, Sorry, well, yeah. not all of them, yes. but some of them. Um, like I have the Thing board game. And uh, my brother, I was going to play with my brother and his girlfriend and, and uh, some people. And uh, we couldn't fucking figure out how to play it. Goddamn. We are like, what the fuck? It's super complicated. Yeah, and you know, but you know what? Even in that case, at least you still got it, man. Like, it's still kind of cool just to have it, you yeah. know? Yeah. So, so you I, don't um, lose entirely. I've been off the board game thing uh, since then, just because... 
I don't know enough people to play them, and, and then when I do get a chance to get enough people together to play them, we can't fucking figure them out, so. That's fair. Um, so go to screen, uh, ScreenRant.com, guys. Obviously, Bloody Disgusting also has an article about it. Uh, I'm sure you'll be able to find it pretty easily. The last thing I want to talk about is there is a Hollywood Dreams and Nightmares, the Robert England story. Ooh. And it's going to be a documentary on Screenbox. God damn it, Screenbox. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, it, so it's just all about Robert England? I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, I, that's, that's great. Um, I'll probably check it out. I got the Screenbox. The Screenbox. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... um the The cover, the art for it is... Robert England and all of his different roles. And, you know, so, yeah, I'm guessing it's Robert England, but I'm not mad at that. I mean, I'll definitely sit and watch Robert England documentary. Yeah, I, you know, I know very little about Robert England. I mean, I, you know, I've seen the movies he's in and stuff. I think he's a, he's a great actor, but um, I've never, uh, I don't know much about the guy. So, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I'd be excited to watch that. Oh, yeah. Uh, so it says it's coming out on 6 6, so June 6th. And, okay. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I'll look for it. Right. Maybe uh, finally watch something on Screenbox since I paid for a year of it. Um, I have news that I want to talk about also, which I was kind of surprised that you didn't bring up. Uh, Iron Lung has been what? all over my Twitter feed. Why do I know? Why do I know that? Oh, uh, that's the fucking idiot guy. Uh, well, okay, hang on. <laughs> let's <laughs> let's address that. Um, my celebrity crush Markiplier is <laughs> releasing. A, a, he's directing and funding a horror movie based off of the horror video game Iron Lung, which uh, I'm really looking forward to. That's your celebrity crush. The uh, he's not YouTube my guy? top celebrity crush, but he is on the list. Mm. Who's your celebrity crush, Michael? What what you got? Uh, Why Jennifer the fuck Aniston. did I just call you Michael? I don't know. That was weird. <laughs> it's Jennifer, serious. Yeah. Yeah. Jennifer Aniston, <laughs> easily. Gen- oh, okay. Yeah. By far. Am I wrong? I mean, come on. No, no. She's she's quality. I'm, Anna, it's Anna Holmes Kendrick for me. Ooh. Really? Love Anna yeah. Kendrick. Yeah. Okay. Anna Kendrick's cute. She's cute, and she's she's got that uh, like silly, goofy personality. I like that. A little uh, bit her, of not crazy eyes, but scary eyes. Her eyes could be a little crazier. Her, they're, they're intense. They're, yeah, yeah. Not gonna lie about that. But she's uh, she's you know kind of silly and goofy, and I like that too. So, right. Markiplier is also silly and goofy, which I appreciate. I don't know. I just know he's some YouTube idiot. That's all I know about him. He's uh, I because for a while I was watching a lot of YouTube idiots, and he's the only one that I still watch. So, because sure. uh, he's like Paul. a good person, also. Is he Which a crush nice. of yours, Logan Paul? No. <laughs> Never. Gross. <laughs> Thank God. But uh, Markiplier has also done, like, some pretty high-budget series. So I really... Of course, he didn't self-fund a lot of those, but YouTube, I think, paid for them. But they were really high-quality, like, choose-your-own-adventure-style things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just looking at the production value of those, I'm really excited for him to do a horror movie. Like, I'm I have a lot of faith out, in this. But, you know, when I saw uh, uh, Markiplier, I was like, <laughs> all right, well, first of all, what the fuck? And then, 
Uh, Would it help if we called him Mark Fishbach? <laughs> I mean, Fishbach. If your last name was Fishbach, you would probably start going by Rob Applier. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, I, I was kind of like, ah, shit. It's it's this whole. Uh, it's very difficult for me to take uh, quote unquote YouTube celebrities seriously. Agreed. I don't um, like a lot of YouTube celebrities. Yeah, but, but I, you know. But who, I'll see the movie when it comes out, probably. And if it's good, it'll be great. I mean, I, we Logan Paul, I can't stand. He's a fucking moron. Oh, and it, it pains me to admit how good he has been as a professional wrestler. because he's, Yeah, I haven't liked that. He's crazy good at it. Um, and I hate it, but he's very good at it. So, you know, if this movie's good, I'll, you know, great. Maybe I'll become a fan of Mr. Applier. <laughs> Fish bomb? What was his name? Okay. No. Fishbach. Fish, fish, fish oh, holy shit! <laughs> All right, interesting. We'll see how it is, and you know. and look, and and that's the way the climate's moving anyway, right? Like as ridiculous as it is, like I agree with Rob to take these people as real celebrities or whatever the hell. Like I can't do it. So, but the world does. So yeah. what, that's what the thing. You so Markiplier. Mm-hmm. whom I have never watched anything on YouTube of at all. I just know that when his name comes up, it's, you know, YouTube sensation or whatever is the fucking headline. Yeah. Whenever it's him or anyone who's labeled YouTube celebrity, you immediately start at a deficit with me. Yeah. And that's probably, Usually, that's yeah. probably not fair, but that's just how it is. And that's it's how it's probably always, so always going time. to be. But, you know, if it's good, it's good, uh, you know. Because I I am the same way, and I, I'm i the same way about YouTubers. I don't like seeing YouTube sensation. I don't like seeing YouTuber in front of, like, it, it's just one of those things. It is kind of hard to take it seriously. Mm-hmm. I, but I, I have been following Markiplier long enough that I do have some faith in this. Because he, we, I think, might be the exception to the rule. We get a lot of um, songs at the radio station now. New music submitted to us from up-and-coming artists or whatever. And mm-hmm. a lot of times it's, uh, you know, uh, this was a viral hit on TikTok. We get that a lot. That's... Uh, and I'm like, you're not <laughs> selling me on this fucking song. <laughs> you're, you're not making the case you might think you are. <laughs> that is very fair. All right, so that's it for the news then. Yeah. Do I get to hit my button? Uh, yes. Mm. Go ahead, hit the button. <laughs> get the fuck out of here! Go ahead, go back to turning tricks and old folk and you'll oh, fade in the ass! Okay. This is the Gabagoli Mystery Corner. This is where our <laughs> listeners submit. This is a dad joke. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> if they're supposed to submit the uh, um, Italian memes and they make fun of me for being Italian and just for me to react on the show anonymously too. I don't even know who's doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we describe them on the show. We put the memes up on Twitter. Uh, not Twitter. Patreon. I just hmm, I just flew back from a ravioli convention. Oh. <laughs> Boyardee's arms tired. <laughs> I love a good dad joke. I That's love the stuff. disappointment when you read the second <laughs> line. That was so good. I was, I, I, it's it. Like I thought it was just the sole dad joke, 
And there's, I mean, it is that joke, but, but you know, I, I, I thought the content was going to be completely different. And the only thing in here that was Italian was ravioli. And then it got worse mm-hmm. drastically, very quickly. I, I'm not going to lie. I bumped this one up on the list because we had that whole conversation last week about Chef Boyardee. So. Uh, thanks, Kat. I appreciate that. You're very welcome. <laughs> this one's felt memes. timely. Now, mm. We do have a little bit of follow-up from last week's Tony Danza fun fact. Excuse me? Yeah, I had called Tony Danza the, the patron saint of uh, Italians. And um, uh, if you look at your Twitter, you'll see that uh, one of our uh, listeners used AI to create uh, an actual image of Saint Tony Danza. What? Uh, yeah. Uh, I just sent that to you guys so you can see that. Um, Are you fucking kidding me? So, this is good. Yeah, so we have Saint that now. Saint Tony Danza, patron patron saint of Italians worldwide, which I I think is is nice. Motherfucker, it's really a picture of Tony Danza. This patron saint. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this right now. Chris, fuck you. <laughs> All right, because I seen your tweet, you little bastard. That you and he he put it's his new profile picture too. Thank God the possum's gone. It's a picture of like Jason with you know all this fire and shit in the woods, and the tweet read. I forgot I had an AI generator. This is awesome. So <laughs> <laughs> now, um, as for this week's Tony Danza fun fact, uh, Tony Danza was a professional uh, boxer with a record of nine wins and three losses, with whoa. all but one of his fights ending in a knockout, including oh. three technical knockouts. Hey! Wow! So, I feel enlightened. Keep talking shit, Mikey. Of Italians. Yeah, keep talking shit, Mikey, and Tony Danza is going to knock your ass out. Uh, again, not to fucking do this again this week? I don't remember. I don't recall that at all. Um, also, um, a, a listener has uh, randomly sent this to go along with this week's what? fun Wait, track. wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm not looking at it yet. You're getting on. triple whammy here. Got three dances again. I can't stop it. It's a train, and it's just barreling down the track. <laughs> you son of a I'm not even, I didn't even solicit memes or anything or AI-generated images. Nothing for the Tony Danza thing. It just keeps happening. This is this is what I've been saying about the Gabagoli Mystery Corner. It just happens. Guys. Also, can we get Tony Danza on the show, you think? No. The fuck yeah. we cannot get Tony Danza on the show. <laughs> We're the reason he's trending. He's got to talk to us. Guys, the Twitter train for this show has been an absolute mess all week. Starting with Carousel and then Tony Danza. Tony Danza was trending on Twitter this week. Tell me we had nothing to do with that. <laughs> I, I bet that had somebody to be us. it had to be us. It happened like just a few hours after yeah. Rob's profile picture. And yeah, some people have taken to showing support for Mikey and Italian Americans everywhere by changing their profile picture to Tony Danza. No, you have. No one else has. No one other than Tony Danza has a picture of fucking Tony Danza on their Twitter except for you. No one. However many billion Twitter accounts there are, not one. If we get Tony Danza on the show, do you think he'll change his profile picture to Rob's face (laughs) to promote our t-shirts? We got him to trend on Twitter. Why wouldn't he? It's fair. 
Mr. St. Danza, would you like to come please oh. be on our show? You gotta be kidding me. Allison, you are a son of a bitch. You coagulating motherfuckers, you. That's, that, no, okay. that's, that's, an, I'm sorry, that, did you say coagulating? Coagulating, yeah, that, cause that's what this bullshit is. That is, um, that was submitted anonymously. We don't know who, who, who sent that in. We know exactly who sent that in. Allie did it. Uh, also, did you know that Tony Danza has an album? Four Danzas. Stop. Enough. Four We're done. Danzas. Well, well, I'm sure that'll probably be covered in a later fun fact anyways, though. And also on Killer Beats, I assume. <laughs> oh, it could be. It could be. <laughs> I mean, think of that. That's genius, Cat. I shouldn't have said anything. I just should have done it. <laughs> all right. That's all we, I got for... Yeah, thank God. How much more could you have? We... Stop Never this. ask that question. <laughs> I've really celebrated you this week with all the Tony Danza stuff and the Sunny D stuff, Mikey. <laughs> Enough. Mm-mm-mm. No more. No more Danza. No more Danza. Until he's on the show, right? Until next week, right? No, don't do it again next week. I- I've Sony been very Dan's clear. on Twitter. <laughs> he is. I'm, I'm following him. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to reach out. <laughs> Extend the invitation to our podcast. I have you guys know, Allie's still live on her subathon right now. Uh-huh. And I just went into her chat to tell her that I hate her. And Ooh, she said, nice. Bestie, what happened? She, <laughs> like, how'd you both? Why? Stop talking to her. Everyone needs to stop talking. Let's all block Allie on three. You ready? <laughs> One, two, two. I'm following Tony Danza. <laughs> Fuck. I'm upset because Tony Danza is not on Cameo because that would have been amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I would have spent so much money just getting him to read the Tony Danza fun facts. <laughs> Probably spend a five. Oh, that would have been amazing. <laughs> oh my god, could you fucking imagine that? <laughs> how do you explain? Okay, how much are Tony Danza impersonators? <laughs> There's a lot of Tonys on here, but I have not come across anything <laughs> uh, that has to do with Tony Danza at all, impersonator or otherwise. <sighs> It's gone too far. It's gone way too far. Something that started as a bit that should have lasted all of three to four weeks <laughs> has expanded to like a, another section. Another one. Of this show for some reason. I don't understand what's going on. I, I'm done with that. I, I I don't even know what to say right now. We're going to move along with the show. So we'll pass you guys over to our interview with Carrie Elise Gardner. Get you warmed up for the Chucky discussion. And we'll be back after that and talk about the doc. Awesome. Fuck you guys. I gotta go get a Sunny D. I hate you. I hate everything about the show. I might quit this show. <laughs> What's the point? Why am I even here? Who would we celebrate? Cat. I don't know. Anybody. Chris. Celebrate Chris. <laughs> I can know that guy has that AI generator. Tara, I appreciate you taking your time with, with me to speak. I appreciate that so much. Thank you. Oh, thank you for having me. Not a problem. 
I know you don't have a lot of time, so if you don't mind, I'll get right into some questions that we've been dying to ask you. Okay. The horror world has seen so much growth in documentaries over the last few years, and we're getting to see sides of these films that we've never seen before. Uh, would you be able to speak on the importance of that for the, the horror genre? Yeah. Um, the horror genre in general is not <laughs> appreciated enough or recognized by the Academy, first and foremost. Mm -hmm. So it's really like a genre that uh, depends on its community to support it and keep it going. And um, even so, so many people don't realize what goes into bringing them their hor favorite horror franchises. It's really hard to make horror and make it well. Um, so when we're getting more documentaries and things, I think it's just so important to give people who already appreciated the genre a chance to appreciate it even more. So especially if you don't work in film or know that world at all, it just helps give an insight to this thing that you could think was so easy as you watch it on your couch at home. But in, in fact, it took seven people to just do one tiny thing that you're seeing on camera. It's uh, it's really important for all the people behind the camera to get as much attention and um, appreciation as the people in front of the camera, in my opinion. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it lends, like you said, to the horror genre so well that we there's so much mystery. And now, you know, you know how the, the soup is made uh, yeah. behind the camera, though. The Child's Play family. One of the things I've respected about that franchise so much is it's always been so tight knit. And there's been additions along the way that have fit. And they it's just such a, a close family is, is how it's portrayed on film. Uh, what, what's it like being around that and, and becoming a part of that? Very surreal. Um, you know, my dad had always talked so fondly of these people that I hadn't met as a kid. And they were names that I was always hearing. But uh, and and you hope that somebody's words are are exactly true, like true what they say. Uh, but I was a little nervous going into some of these interviews of like, is this relationship how my dad described it, or is it different to this person? Uh, I don't know. And it's exactly how it was described: a loving family that has bonded so much uh, so over these films and now the TV series. So um, it's it's interesting to be a like in a way, in my own way with this documentary, uh, involved a bit more than I was before and getting to experience that firsthand, like just hearing the way everybody talked about each other and still hangs out with each other um, is so lovely. And then getting to talk to them more as this documentary is coming out. And, you know, Christine and Elise emailed me like right after they watched the documentary of just like how excited they were and proud and happy that uh i had done it and that that made me feel really good and a part of the family absolutely absolutely um and you i i wanted to know because watching it you there were so many strings pulled um from just information in general uh, uh and and emotion was brought out but also there was a lot of focus on chucky actually being scary and i love that and I want to know what the, the scariest thing you personally, uh, what's the scariest thing about Chucky to you? He's, <laughs> that's hard because he's so, so unscary to me now. Um, so oh, that's go, fair. I, I need to go back into my brain into a time where Chucky really did scare me. Um, 
I guess the fact that he is so small, like I was actually more so scared of American girl dolls as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're terrifying, but it's the fact that something so small could do so much damage. And mm-hmm. there's so many places for so, like a doll to hide, like under the bed, in the closet, um, that like an actual slasher doesn't have the luxury of because of their uh, size. So mm-hmm. I think that's the scariest thing about Chucky is like he could be in like under my sink right now and I would have no idea. Yeah, yeah. And, and very true. I, I took my daughter to the American Girl store for her birthday and I was walking around going, I don't know if I like being here. <laughs> yeah, there's something about their faces. I don't like it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Getting back to the documentary a little bit, though, uh, if you could pick one thing, because th- there's so much information in there. But if you could pick one thing that a viewer would take from this documentary, what would that be? Ooh, that the people involved in this franchise deeply, deeply care about it and care about the audience that they are making these movies and series for. So that like so much so that they are sacrificing time, sleep, money at home. Um, relationships with their kids or a spouse or partner um, because they they love these movies and this character as much as the people watching them at home. And I don't think that can be said for every franchise. Some Sometimes people are there to get a paycheck and move on with their day, but the people at the core of these movies in this franchise are deeply, deeply dedicated. Absolutely. And it shows so much because like I said, that that family, you you don't see a, a in a franchise a cast stay together on and off camera, uh, so well. The the puppeteering has has always you you mentioned it already has always been such a a talked about thing with Chucky. Is there anything? Because you know, obviously, um, your father being part of that team, and uh, is there anything that doesn't get spoken about enough with that? Because just seeing. You know, even behind the scenes footage on DVDs. And I've always been so interested in that because it's such a team effort. Um, Is there anything that you can um, kind of throw out there that that might be underrated as far as as the the work that went into making Chucky live? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I can make a whole documentary on just puppeteering. I could imagine. I'd watch it, (laughs) honestly. Yeah. I I don't think people realize too that given Chucky's small, you know, demeanor, obviously it's a doll, but that creates a whole set of limitations that uh people aren't aware of as well. Like um with bigger puppets, I'm trying to think of what an example would be, maybe like uh Lord of the Rings or something. I clearly have Billy Boyd on my mind. Uh <laughs> when you have a bigger puppet, say even in um what is it? Dark crystal with, um, some of those, some of those puppets are a lot bigger. Uh, it's a lot easier and and not easier. It's more straightforward to Mm -hmm. operate when you have something that is so small, the animatronics have to be small. You can't get into certain places. Um, especially when budgets are being cut, you can't have the luxury of animatronic and you have to do it, uh, green screen rod puppeting. And on seed of Chucky, they had raised sets. That's what the Muppets do. You know, they have a raised set so all the puppeteers can be under the floor. Seed of Chucky, they were able to afford that. And every iteration afterwards, I don't think my dad has had a maybe one 
single like raised set to work with. So it creates so many complications that you're not even aware of as an audience member that they're not having these like luxuries to, to fully be able to do their job to the like a hundred percent degree that they can. They're working with a lot of limitations that we don't talk about uh, enough as well. Like if you're doing green screen rod puppets, you have to be able to get under them. And when you can't, it's like contorting your body. I'm sure my dad's going to have crazy arthritis in a few years, but <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just like a whole other level. So I, I, that's something I didn't really uh, talk about as much in the documentary. That's just like very important as well. Absolutely. Okay. So puppeteering Chucky documentary in the works. Got it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Two hours of puppetry. Would be interesting and would watch, honestly. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I have one last question for you, and I know you've been on record, um, at least from uh, the interviews I've seen you do in the past, you saying that Child's Play 2 was your favorite of the franchise. Chucky has changed so much, but 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 yet not not all the way, but from the original, then kind of Bride of Chucky birth a new Chucky in a way. Um, do you prefer uh, closer to original Chucky or? How do you feel about the morph and, and the character itself? What's your favorite Chucky? Yeah, um, I I do enjoy, it's weird because it also, Chucky's look corresponds to the lore mm -hmm. of the film. So like the first one, he's obviously like turning more human. And I really like that like Jack Nicholson-y vibe, um, at least halfway through the movie uh, that Chucky has. But that doesn't make sense now. And it's its own separate, you know, kind of category. But I do like the look in Child's Play 2. And I think in the series, uh, they kind of tried to go back to that look a bit. Um, obviously, it's different things that they're working with nowadays than back then. So it does look different. But I think those two looks like Child's Play 2 and um, the series is really great. I also really like Scarred. Chucky though I mm -hmm. I miss scarred Chucky I think it makes him more scary and like the idea of a doll being shredded to bits and then like stapled back together is so fun yeah yeah it gives him a little bit more it matches the attitude but, yeah you know, that, it matches the voice more yeah yeah but that classic look is hard to beat yeah Ms. Gardner, I appreciate you you again uh, taking your time today uh and I appreciate all the hard work that you put into documentaries can i can only imagine how insane they must be to piece together and create a, a presentation and yeah. i think you guys did a phenomenal job with the phenomenal franchise and i can't wait to see what you have in store in the future oh thank you so much i appreciate it I still have a headache from the dance. I'm not going to lie. It was a lot, wasn't it? Four dances, dude. They just kept rolling in, man. I, you know. You realize you can break them up, right? Well, I mean, it felt because the saint thing came up last week. So that felt like it needed to be done this week. And then, um. So don't give a fact. I have to give the fact. The fact is the whole crux of the thing. And then there's, um. Oh, look, you can book Tony Danza for under $100,000. <laughs> I would sure hope so. Um, That'd be way under $100,000. But so, no, but I have to give the fact. And then uh, I got a message from 
an anonymous listener wanting to know what the fact was for the week so that uh, he and or she could make uh, the graphic. So then I had to share that too. It, there's a lot. There's a lot of pressure that comes with running one of these segments. I didn't know how much Cat was putting in. You realize yeah, there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes here. It's literally the same template. Like it's the same. They're like, I don't know who's doing it. I know. I know you don't know who's doing it. It's anonymous. You missed the point. <laughs> All right, we're back. Uh, Kara's a wonderful person. Chucky is an incredible title. Uh, Child's Play, Chucky, whatever you want to go for. Guys, I want to talk to you about this, uh, a bunch of things about this, but I want to, I want to touch on this. And is there a world because this, that we, the horror documentary world has always been um like crystal lake memories and all these other things these little short docs that we're getting now and and that's what i mean you can i guess call it that uh is there a world for it and is this something that we're going to be like we talked about the robert england thing earlier what if that's what that is like it very well could be that's probably what it will be i mean so crystal lake memories is what seven hours or something yeah i mean you're just not going to get many of those, right? I mean, because uh, this one's, what, 90 minutes, right? I mean, it's feature length. It's not. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think that what what makes this one stand out is that it's um, it's a different take on the horror documentary. And that yes. we're not just getting recaps of the films, but also because she has uh, a family connection and all that. And, and uh, the last, what, probably half of this documentary half or third of this documentary is really focused on like her family and, 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 the and also the other families that are involved in the productions too. And I think that's an interesting insight to it. Um, I would love it if we got something like never sleep again or crystal Lake memories devoted to the child's play, uh, franchise where they really go in depth, uh, to each film because this one touches on each film, but it, because of its runtime, um, and the family stuff, towards the end of, end of the film you don't get uh real in depth with each entry in the franchise and i would love to see that i i think there's room for both yeah exactly my point yeah pat what do you what do you think about that i i think that there's also room for both because and i will say this my my biggest issue with this documentary is that i was expecting i i knew it wasn't going to be long like the other ones but i did think going in that it was going to focus on the same kind of content uh you know which is i i've seen all the child's play movies i enjoyed most of the child's play movies I, i'm not gonna say all of them because yeah. <laughs> there were a couple but I, I it's a series that i enjoy but it's not a series that i feel like very personally invested in and i going into this i was kind of hoping this was going to be like my opportunity to learn a little bit more about you know that aspect of it uh that's kind of what i wanted and this was something else this this felt a lot more personal which i imagine and maybe you can confirm or you know not mikey mm. that like if i had been a child's play fan this is probably the kind of like a big one like if this was you know, a huge franchise for me. This is probably the kind of content that I would want to see next, you know? Because it did have that emotional connection. Yeah. Um, 
like, and this is a document, but when I look at it, so this wasn't the documentary that I was hoping for about child's play, uh, just based off of where I'm at with that franchise, but I would love something like this for, like, Nightmare on Elm Street, you know? Oh, yeah. So I absolutely think that there's a place for both. And I'd love something like this for Friday the 13th, uh, even though I already have Crystal Lake memories. Like, this this was very good as a documentary because it did just have such a personal, intimate feel, you know? Yeah, and, you know, Child's Play, it, it that that was a movie for me. Yeah. Uh, that like you know that that was one of the big franchise, so I do have that connection with it. Uh, me and Cat don't have a huge age gap, but it's there. So, uh, th- this was in my prime, like Bride of Chucky. Oof, that was it, you know. And uh, my parents, like my mom, was big on fucking on on Child's Play, and like it was always talked about, like jokes made <laughs> of Chucky and all that stuff. So I had that connection to it, and let's be honest too let's put this out on the table anything like this like whether it's and this is the the debate we're having whether it's super long or whether it's feature length and and that's it we're gonna watch it because it's you know we love these things and that that's what it you know that that's the beauty of it but yeah this is you know it's it gave me i got to watch chucky i got to learn about chucky i got to listen to all the people who created chucky in these movies and you know like they, i'm never gonna not love that the, the the problem we have is we wanted to hear more of it yeah you also know? since you brought this up what a wild difference that like a few years can make absolutely because your prime like you got bride of chucky i remember all the advertisements for seed of chucky and yeah. that, uh, which might yeah. explain why yeah. I don't have that personal connection to the franchise, because that was the one that was like really big when I was getting into horror with Seed, and it's like, oh man, yeah, yeah. yeah. And in my prime, I couldn't <laughs> believe Boris Karloff was going to play Frankenstein. I was like, holy shit! <laughs> no, yeah, it's true. It's and and you know that'll do it sometimes because that's that's what you remember the most. And that's yeah. super unfortunate, yeah. you know? And, like, I don't think it had a huge... Like I said, I still enjoy the Child's Play movies, but, you know, one of the reasons that I was watching them is because... I, I don't know if you guys remember this. They had, like, those big posters for Seed of Chucky, and I I had no idea what the movie was about, but I was like, oh, Chucky, you know, this is going to be fun. <laughs> it's like, mm, no. <laughs> there is... Because I don't know that much about the Child's Play franchise, like the behind the scenes sort of stuff. It's just not, I'm not super familiar with it. Um, as a matter of fact, one of the next books that I want to read, the guys who wrote uh, Taking Shape and Taking Shape 2 about the Halloween movies have a book out now called Reign of Chucky. And Ooh. it's all about uh, the Chucky franchise. And I'm looking forward to reading that. Um because it's just something I don't know a whole lot about. So I think going into this, that's what I thought this was going to be. It turned out to be something much more personal. Um, and I enjoyed this this documentary. It's just, like Kat said, I thought that I was going into something else. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but, man, this documentary, dude. Again, see, seeing these people talk about this movie and 
and the the passion that went into it, the hard work and pain in the ass that went into making these movies is wild, man. It's just wild. Uh, Brad Dourif is one of like he he's always such an enigma. You don't ever really hear from him, and he's such a big name in in the horror world and and all that. And to to get that that insight with him. I thought was honestly my favorite part was when I was able to hear from him in, in this doc. Um, yeah, I, I have to agree with you. I think that was probably my favorite part also. Um, yeah. I think, um, it also helps that he was with his daughter, who's also a part of the franchise yeah. and just watching the two of them sort of talk about it. Um, and kind of, uh, go back and forth a little bit was, it was fun. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, and like I said, you never really hear from him. But yeah, it was—it felt like a passing of the torch almost uh, with Fiona in there. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, Jennifer Tilly, too. Always amazing to hear from Jennifer Tilly. I mean, that, that I'm never going to get enough of. Don't make it gross, Mikey. I, I didn't even mean it like that. <laughs> Although... Beautiful. Marlon <laughs> Marlon Wayans was in it too, which I'd love to see. Yeah. Um, all right. So that was weird, right? Yeah, it was a little bit. I was like, what? What the fuck is he? It's like whenever you watch um, there are a lot of documentaries about horror movies, and sometimes you watch them and the weirdest people will just show up. And I'm yeah. like, why are they here? And I was that was the thing with Marlon Wayans. I was like, what the fuck is he doing here? I I, don't know. I think the weirdest one for me uh, was, the, I, I think it was the 101 scariest movie moments that Shudder did. Elijah Wood was just fucking there. It's like, what are you doing here? <laughs> yeah, you just get, every once in a while, you'll just get people that'll just show up out of nowhere. And you're like, what? Like, and he's like, I, I like um, horror movies. And I'm like, all right, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like horror movies, too. I'm not in the fucking documentary. Um. <laughs> But yeah, like uh, his name was Jason, I think is the one. Uh, um, uh, it's not a very thorough or very good documentary. But um, the guy who starred in Psych on USA, he's really? in it. Yeah, and it's like, what? Yeah, he's just one of the talking heads that they have. I don't even know the guy's name. <laughs> like, why, why is he here? I don't know, man. But I mean, it's kind of cool, though, because fans as fans that we are, like, you know, obviously, we we'll, we all sit and talk about these movies all day, but it's kind of cool to see what other people who are also in movies and stuff, you know, like the the real like stars are looking at, like the the impact it had on everybody. I guess I don't. I just I feel like the Marlon Wayans thing wasn't really needed. Um, I, this man, this documentary had uh, she had access to basically everybody. We mentioned Brad Dorf was in it. Uh, Jennifer Tilly was in it. You know, Don Mancini was in it. Everybody that you would want to get access to, she had access to. She had them in the film. And then we just had like Marlon Wayans sitting on a stoop or something. Like I didn't quite understand it. That's a I that's fair. I'm never gonna be mad at seeing Don Mancini. Uh um Marlon Wayans. So. <laughs> I love Marlon Wayans. He's funny. He's the funniest Wayans to me easily. I think Damon's funnier, but okay. Oh, you're crazy. I'm crazy. <laughs> Uh, Don Mancini though that that was another thing I drank because you got a little bit of the 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 look of 
behind the scenes of ma- making it like when it first started that was nice you know like man that this franchise the beauty of it man is like it was a dollar in a dream like this is something that's supposed to be nothing and you know be one maybe dream about a second movie and it's just going to be in that catalog of b movies that you talk about once every 10 years maybe and that's it and it'll be on fucking Tubi forever but dude they they made something absolutely great like they were able to turn a doll into something scary like that's hard to do i guess what, what do you mean <laughs> I agree with everything that you said about the the dollar in a dream. Like they did a fantastic yeah, job making yeah. a doll scary. I that's not my criticism. My criticism is that I've learned, uh, especially with Chucky being on my mind all week leading up to this, people are afraid of dolls. <laughs> like I don't yeah. quite understand it, but I, you're you said that it was hard to make a doll scary, and it's like I think honestly we could make a skinnamarink budget movie that was just a doll for 90 minutes and people would freak the fuck out like i yeah we could point <laughs> a camera at a doll for 90 minutes and it would be more entertaining than skin marine <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of arguably what skin marine was place the legos <laughs> no I, I i get that but but they made it scary in a different way like a slash but i do way. agree with you like I, yeah. they did a fantastic job making that vision come to life in a way I, and i don't want to say that it was like serious but they it was the first there was one. a lot of passion in it you know like they they took themselves seriously enough that you know you're you're having a good time but it's it's a slasher movie you know i think the franchise the the smart thing about um the entire chucky franchise or child's play it has two names so it's kind of weird but yeah um franchise is that it is always um known when it needed to reinvent itself yeah you know, yeah. because I do think that the first three movies are straight horror movies, um, and they're effective. And and uh, you know, uh, the third one is maybe a little, a little bit of a miss, but not too bad. It's still a good movie. It's still a very good movie. The third, yeah, one. yeah, it's a decent, it's a decent like slasher movie. The first two were really good, um, and then they pivoted uh, with Bride of Chucky and Seed of Chucky to more like horror comedy kind of stuff. And then they realized it was time to pivot back. And so then we got Curse of Chucky and Cult of Chucky. I just think they've always known when they needed to pivot um, in the franchise. And it's interesting to to see that. They have. And it's they do it in a way that I think is really smart. Like you said, they know when it needs to be done. And uh, they're able to execute it, I think. Because when you have a long-going franchise like that, eventually you're going to want to reinvent yourself. Uh, and I think a lot of franchises stumble with the actual putting that into motion. Uh, using Friday the 13th as an example, where it was like a whodunit, and then it was a slasher for a while, and then it was secretly a whodunit, and then it was like, what if it was Carrie? <laughs> and j- just like, they tried a lot of different avenues, especially in like the later half of that franchise. but. Child's Play, it felt like thought went into it. It wasn't just like people are tired, we're going to try something else until something sticks. Like, all of these feel very calculated as shifts. Yeah. And and I'm glad Rob brought that up. I did have that noted to mention. Dude, it, it was genius 
you know, like the first one was what it was. It was very its time and uh, it created a, a new slasher icon. But then, you know, the second one was a great movie. I liked the third one a lot because uh, third one kind of started to to lean more into that, you know, what Chucky became in Bride of Chucky. Like you've seen a little bit of that personality change in there. Even the ch- direction of the film itself became a little bit more playful. Uh, a little bit, but it's still mostly a straight-up yes. slasher film. And I yes. I don't dislike the third movie. I just don't think it's as I don't think it's the strongest in the franchise by any stretch. I um there's only one movie in this franchise that I don't like, and we all know what that is. Um yeah. Uh but I think they when they made the change to Bride of Chucky too, mm-hmm. it was also sort of um you know, not they did it at the right time. It was, you know, we had mm-hmm. all seen slasher movies there was burnout on slasher movies at that point in time um you know if you were going to watch a slasher it was mostly to uh laugh and have a good time so they just leaned into that all the way they were smart enough to realize that that was the right call yeah and we had like a solid trilogy first they're like okay we've done that we succeeded uh, now let's do something else and something fun and and, and they did yeah, and and it and it was perfect, man. Friday Chucky came out in '98. That movie was '90s as fuck, and it was dark, and it had the attitude it needed. It went. It was. It was a genius movie, man. Like it really. And you guys know how much I love Friday Chucky. Like that. Mm. That that movie's yeah. my shit, man. And, and they were, they were smart enough to get John Ritter. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, John Ritter's great. Yeah, I love John Ritter. It, it was it was for for what it was. I'm not gonna sit and say like on a normal scale, but for what it it for its time and and for what they they were able to change that character into the feel and everything. What they were doing, they did it perfectly. It was yeah perfect for what they needed and what they were doing. They nailed yeah. every aspect. I kind of want to go watch Three's Company now. Oh, I love Three's Company. Is that streaming <laughs> anywhere? Or just I watch. Think so, but it might be. Have you ever seen it, Cat? I have. Okay. Love Three's Company. You're a kid. I didn't know if you've seen it or not. <laughs> uh god damn it. Three's company. Cheers used to be on Netflix and they fucking took it off. I'll never forgive them for that. Um so, what? My dad was so pissed because he was like three episodes away from the end. He had been like, oh, watching no. Cheers. That was sick. <laughs> Three's Company was on for eight seasons. I didn't realize it ran that long. I've watched Cheers in the entirety of its, uh, of the entire, all the, all the, the seasons. Yeah. Easily five times. Easily. I used to go to sleep to Cheers. That would be what I would have on. I love Cheers, man. Yeah, Three's Company is on Pluto is only two seasons, though. What the fuck is Pluto? Pluto TV? It's free. Know what that is. free. It's free. Think, right? Yeah, it's free. Oh, it is. Look at that. Season one. Pluto's good. They got some good shit. I never watched it. Man, Three's Company is a good show. Yeah, it is. Oh, uh, fuck. Mr. Roper. Oh, my God, man. He was, he, they were the best. But with yeah. Don Knox, oh. Oh, Mr. A... Furley. Mr. Furley was the shit, too. Yeah. He was the greatest thing on that show. Period. Yeah. I, I, I always liked Larry. I thought Larry never got enough love. Sure, Larry. 
Yeah, the dude that was upstairs. <laughs> he used to want to go hang out at the fucking Regal Beagle all the time. The Regal Beagle, God, dude. Damn, that, was, that was a great show. That was a perfect television show. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, anyway, uh, now I'm watching fucking Three's Company. <laughs> I was gonna say you can you can always count on me to digress and, and derail the show. And since we're already derailed, I was I was uh reading a book the other day and it had it broke things up into like different courts instead of having countries they were called courts uh which fine whatever but they had it <laughs> they had it broken up into uh like seven different things and one of them was night court and i fucking lost it every time because <laughs> i was thinking about that <laughs> when we were doing night court patreon episodes oh no no we <laughs> did like... one night court patreon episode i bought the entire first fucking season we did one episode and then mikey stopped uh, you stopped. Nobody wanted to do it. We did one too many. It was a great fucking show. And oh, by the way, there's a Night Court reboot that's on somewhere now. It's terrible though. Uh, oh, yeah. It's what streaming a roller somewhere. coaster! <laughs> I, I watched one episode. It was awful. Regardless, all right. That's how Mikey feels about the original. Apparently. Oh my god, the original's so good. I might watch Night Court tonight. Watch Three's Company. It'd be better. <laughs> anyway. Uh yeah man that 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 was a franchise that was very smart and then not for nothing man we go into you know seed was what it was and whatever uh not a very liked movie but uh either way even after that you know they took their break they they kept thinking they kept working and that's what I like about Child's Play too man as an entire franchise they've they've always waited and they didn't put anything out just for the sake of it they've always had a plan they always had a vision. And whether it was changing or not, you know, like they didn't just put shit out for the sake of putting shit out. Yeah, I was going to say that they they haven't been afraid to take a break. Yeah. Um, in this franchise, and, and that's something when we talked to Don Mancini, that's something I wish we I would have asked him about is you know what was happening in that time because you went, it was Child's Play three came out in ninety one, and then we didn't get anything for seven years. Mm-hmm. You know, and then Seed of Chucky came out in 2004, and it was nine years until Curse of Chucky. Yeah. So, you know, um, was he still planning this at that time, or what was going on in that, you know, that time? I, I wish I had uh, thought to ask him about that when we talked to him. Yeah, man. I mean, we can only speculate uh, until hopefully we get to talk to him and have him on the show again. Uh, yeah. Man, the... <sighs> planning i would think you know like they, like i said they you, I'm, i could only imagine the shit they go through with you know figuring out what works and all the processes you get with pulling people and all this you know surveys and shit that i'm sure these companies do on some degree whatever their process is you know like there's creative stuff that i mean child's play's always been like i said they they wait they pick their spots they make sure it's right and like we said, not every decision they've made, like anything, was perfect and a huge hit. But man, they they got a really good batting average. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they, they really do. Just looking at uh, real quick the Wikipedia page for the franchise, I found this this interesting. I hadn't heard this before, but apparently, um, one of the things that Don Mancini has has wanted to do is. Um, uh, a child's play film set on a train, <laughs> uh, which could be fun. Um, and uh, he also would like to do a crossover film with A Nightmare on Elm Street called Child's Play on Elm Street, where Chucky 
ends up at a kid's house on Elm Street and, of course, cross paths with Freddy. Oh, that would be amazing, also. That'd be yeah. interesting. Let's hope Freddy doesn't try and fuck him. <laughs> What's wrong with you? What? <laughs> Why would you say that? I'm just saying, you know how I feel about it when people try to have sex with puppets and stuff. And Chucky's not really a puppet, but close no, enough. Really. He's not a, no, he's not a puppet. Chucky's protected under the no puppet fucking policy of Slasher yeah, yeah. Radio. Yeah, and we know that Freddy <laughs> likes to fuck things he shouldn't. You know, like, you really pick times you shouldn't do things. <laughs> it's like, and we have to sit and deal with it. All right. I also want to say, I, I as big of a fan as, of I, as I am of the fucking puppet shtick, not as fun when you say have sex with puppets. Really? Yeah, right. not not as fun. No, it's all about phrasing, I guess. Borderline bleepable. How do we feel about puppet humping? That's fun. I like it. I don't like the act, but I like the phrasing. <laughs> yeah, no, you do not <laughs> no, I will not tolerate the puppet humping, <laughs> but I will say the, the phrase. I do like that. Good. I will not tolerate the puppet <laughs> humping is a fucking shirt. I swear to God. <laughs> I'm still waiting for my fucking trumpets t-shirt. <laughs> That's a good one, too. <laughs> Patreon.com forward slash slash radio. Jesus Christ. All right. <laughs> um, yeah. Child's play. And you know, not for nothing. I, I like we, we you talk a lot about the turn with, with Ryder Chucky as huge as it was for the it brought this like think I don't want to get stuck on it again, but like what if that movie was bad that missed? Child's play probably would have been dead. It may have been because they yeah. had what I'd say seven years or whatever it was. Um you know, they had seven years off, and so when, when it comes back, if it doesn't do well, then, yeah, that could have probably been the end of it. Same thing with Curse of Chucky, I think. Although, I think the stakes with Curse of Chucky may yes. have been lower, because if I'm not mistaken, that was a Netflix film. Yes. Um, But they delivered. I I think Curse of Chucky's really good. I really like that movie. <laughs> that yeah. was is what I was going to get into. Curse of Chucky was really good, and the ending of Curse of Chucky was great. And, you know, I like Colt of Chucky, too, man. Like, they really, truly, truly did. Like, they... The stakes were not as high. To be honest, honestly speaking, I didn't even know Curse of Chucky was a thing until I seen it on Netflix. I didn't oh, really? even know anything about it. Yeah, I, I remember hearing some people talk about it. I was looking forward to seeing it. Um, because the, the whole pitch going into it was sort of like Chucky scary again. Yeah. Yeah, and you know that was the that was the time yeah. to turn to that. Yeah, and it was uh, I was pleasantly surprised. I thought I thought it was a really good movie. Cult of Chucky's good. I I like it. I don't like it as much as Curse, but the franchise again it only has the one miss. Yeah, yeah. Um, Cult of so. Chucky was good, man. You know, and now we got the TV series, and you know, feel how you feel about it. You're like that. That's a big title to get a a tv series like that like that's a pretty big deal and you know the fact that they are able to even land that and as great as it looks like chucky always looks great there's never a moment where he doesn't and yeah. you know like they, they've been having to do it like that's a lot of content like that's a movie every year practically more than that runtime wise yeah yeah 
I don't know. I think I think this whole franchise uh, should uh, we should consider it a contender for Murder by Numbers if we bring that back in the fall. I was gonna say Absolutely. we should do. I, I was actually. I'm glad you brought that up too because it was on my mind. I was wondering yeah. what we could pair it with. I if we keep going through, I wouldn't be mad about having this in with more classics. You know. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Child's yeah. Play and Hellraiser and. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You're gonna make me watch all those fucking Hellraiser movies? Texas Apparently. Chainsaw. I know. No. I'm, it, well, I'm, when you think about slasher icons, like, who are her next three? I'll throw a fit if Scream's not in there. It should be. Don't you think this would Will help Arden? carry us into Scream? Because then we can go more modern. We can do one that's Scream oh, yeah. and it, it's Saw. Arduable. and but saw i already did saw we <laughs> right then <laughs> i mean it, but no i it, if we do it again child's play absolutely should be in there yeah, yeah. well i think well i think it, i think we uh took a misstep this october by not doing the autumnal lord humphrey cup and we I, need to bring you it know back. what whoa i for as much as i complain about the events i like murder by numbers quite a bit yeah well First it turns wall. out brackets stress me out, but yeah, I was gonna say you love okay. murder madness. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say first of all, it's not the Lord Humphrey Cup. That's number one. Number two, Kat, you don't really so much bitch about events. It's just really the bracket, like it's the, the one event. Well, I before we got into murder by numbers, I was bitching about it because I thought it was going to be another stressful thing. But once we were doing it, it's like nope, lists are good. <laughs> it's just brackets I don't like. <laughs> we call it a little shit over that, but yeah, it wasn't as bad. Yeah, the murder by number. We we should. I, hey, I'm the. I brought it up, and you guys said no. This year, this last year, I don't remember saying that's no. that's a possibility. I just said plan, no. The oh, planning okay. of the events is a lot. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, and that's that was the problem, and I think I think when you brought it up, I don't think I said no. I think the thing was we couldn't come up with the franchises that we wanted to do in time. I remember you not wanting to do it. Um, or, or maybe more so not being thrilled about it. You weren't enthusiastic about it. So I don't I remember. I, I do think you might be right. and and yeah. I, But I'm trying to remember why. Did we have a lot going on in October? Maybe. Because I mean, isn't that when we did it last? The, we last did have. Oh, you know what happened last year? That was when we had our interview season. Yes, we had a bunch of interviews. Who'd we interview? We like last minute. That was when we oh, had yeah. the oh, David Howard Thornton, right? Yeah. We did the oh. double Terrifier two interview. Yeah, we had to schedule those on different days, and I think we had Damien Maffei back right around then. Like we had, there was somebody else, yeah. And so, it, a lot of yeah. those were scheduled last minute, so it, yeah. it we barely got to the Patreon last October. Yeah, so maybe we, we don't do it, it in October. Maybe we do September or November. Yeah. Um, because October is going to be busy. It's October. We're a horror podcast. It's going to be busy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, maybe we should also have a staff meeting not during the show. Oh, <laughs> we do it maybe. all the time, though. What do you mean? <laughs> Just stop, stop now? Patreon show, staff meeting. <laughs> well, you know, now that I'm head of HR, we should probably have another HR meeting at some point, too. Oh, <laughs> that would go very badly for me. No, we shouldn't cancel. Uh, Leah, you're invited. <laughs> oh, a co-HR. Huh? 
Aaliyah is a, a, an esteemed colleague who would be uh, in, invited in as a, a fellow HR professional, but she's going to have to remember it's my HR department. She's there just as a colleague and consultant. Well, no, wait a minute now. No, because I know you're only saying all this and being nice because you won't see this as an opportunity to bust her balls. That's firstly. Second, it, no, I will not partake in this episode and the recording process of any of it unless Lee is present because I feel there should be an arbitrator for me. She can be present, but it's my HR department at this point. No, she's a consultant at that point, and her input matters. She absolutely. I'm saying, but her input doesn't matter as much as mine. Sure it does. She's like, you know, we're like a union here. You know, she's like my union. No, she's not a union rep. There's no union. Yeah, she's my, yes, I need one now, (laughs) goddammit, and I refuse to (laughs) attend without her. All right, this is going sideways again. (laughs) And I mean that shit. I'm not not playing. I won't do it. (laughs) Fuck around and find out. It'll be the two of you there. (laughs) Anyway. um. He was a pain in the ass in here. Oh, <laughs> see, yeah, now, yeah. Uh, anyway, um, man, Child's Play is awesome. Um, it, it's it is crazy how, and we've had Annabelle and like all these other, you know, you wanted to talk about dolls and horror and with Regan, yeah, loosely, <laughs> but Buddy. you know, even um, uh, uh, dolls, the movie dolls, like you know, that was is a cult classic, but. None of them really caught on like Chucky, man. Like there are people who are literally in love with Chucky and that's their favorite franchise. He's their favorite killer. There's a large pool of it. Mm-hmm. And we haven't really seen that from, from anything like Chucky and Annabelle caught fire. I know, but not like Chucky though. Yeah. I know uh, Annabelle never really caught on like, like Chucky did. No. And, um, I, you know, Megan is still too early to tell whether she's going to catch on or not, but I doubt it. It doesn't seem like stuff catches on in the same way anymore anyway. Excuse me? Yeah. Like, it catches on a little bit easier, but it's not as big, I think. Yeah. Excuse it, me? Well, it doesn't last. Or the clown? Right? What? Yeah, but it doesn't. I don't know that. I don't know that that's gonna last. And you keep saying Art the Clown, but Art is not as popular as Chucky and popular. No. And but... in the mainstream zeitgeist, it's not. People don't know. Like I still, I'll have people ask me every once in a while. Like they'll see Terrifier. Like I don't know if it, if it's still on Netflix, but it was at some point. Yeah. And I would have people ask me about it. Like, yeah, this crazy clown guy. What's that about? You know, they just see the clown. They don't know who he is or or about him. He's not part of the mainstream zeitgeist, really. By the um, way, so while we're on the art, I forgot to mention in the news, uh, Terrifier One is going to be in theaters worldwide. Yeah, I did see that <gasps> this year. Hello. Oh. Yes, it's still it's not as big as Chucky, sure, but it did. I mean, come on, man. You got to admit, Art the Clown is the last one. I mean, how long has it been? Well, since Duke, I guess. Jesus Christ, <laughs> nothing's taken serious. No, I, look, I, I still, I still disagree. I don't think Art is at that level yet. He's not at Chucky's I, level. No, I don't but... know that. He, I don't know that he's ever going to get there because I think that. The attention span anymore is too short. We're always looking for the next thing. Yeah, Terrifier 3. No, nobody's looking for that. I do kind of agree with Rob. Like I, And it's not to say that these movies aren't as good or you know that there's no interest whatsoever. I, I think we have a lot of interest much quicker, but it does seem to die down faster. It, like, oh, and yeah. I think, I think it's going to be an uphill climb for like 
and art is getting there. Yes. I, I think art is as close as we've gotten. In I was going to say that. I, I was going to say yeah. art is as close he, as we have come in yeah, a long time. In a long, long time. But I do think it's going to be an uphill battle for like any kind of slasher icon moving forward because we do, as a society, have no attention span. <laughs> No, and yeah, art, I agree. You know, I mean, art might take off because he's in Pete Davidson's show. Oh, kiss my ass! <laughs> Just, I'm saying, Pete Davidson's more mainstream than art, so you know that could help. I mean, hey, look, Freddie was on MTV, man. Can we get art to date a Kardashian? Because that would probably do it. <laughs> Pete Davidson's penis is more known than art, not not <laughs> Pete Davidson himself. But no, it, I agree. I'm like I said, he's not on Chucky's level. I'm not trying to say that, but he's in the atmosphere, dude. Like for two movies in, uh, you know, that he's on his way there for sure. He's he's in the atmosphere. We say that saying. two movies in, but if you go back and and I mean, Freddie, first movie out of the gate, Freddie was everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Our I think point... giving it two movies is fair. Yeah, but I'm saying it's not for enough time hasn't passed for us to know that he's a you know an icon in but the like horror said, world. Yeah. yeah, in yeah. the in the more mainstream, I don't think so. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. We'll, see. we'll see. I mean, if I asked my mom who he was, she would have no fucking idea. Mm, yeah, that's fair too. If I, if I show Grandma Bones, she's uh, not going to know. But. Right. Well, she might because you showed her the bleach scene, you fucking sicko. (laughs) Her reaction. Oh, man. My biggest regret in life is not getting that reaction recorded. That was great. (laughs) I wish that I had recorded. My mom watched Cocaine Bear this week. Oh, sweet. Did she love it? So horrified. (laughs) I. I think it's because I told her it was a comedy, uh, and she was doing okay. And then uh, Margo Martindale's face getting across that. Oh, that's fucking brutal! Just got her. She was so like her mouth fell open, and she, her eyes were wide. Oh man! I and then I got so in a lot of trouble happened, for though. laughing at her. It was, <laughs> it was funny. That is absolutely hysterical. Oh, I have you guys know too. Benny loves you. Did that to somebody too. Oh really? <laughs> put her in that watch bar. Yeah, when he killed the dog, mm-hmm. everybody watching it was horrified. Like they couldn't believe that they did it. And this one girl, like she just left the call. <laughs> <laughs> was it that same girl that I ran off that one time? No, she oh. was beside herself and came back and cursed at me because uh, I was the one that suggested the movie. <laughs> it's a good movie. Benny loves you. Um. I'll be honest, I wish I had done that instead of watching Joe Bob, because Joe Bob had a Fulci double feature, and I am not a Fulci fan. Oh. I See, now I wish I had been there for Joe Bob. <laughs> yeah. It was um, Zombie and uh, The Beyond. Mm. See, I'm not a huge fan of The Beyond, but I do really like Zombie. The Be- Beyond's okay. It's fine. I mean, it's, it's still fun to listen to Joe Bob and his bullshit, but, um, yeah. you know, I was kind of disappointed when I found out it was faulty. No. Um, yeah, man. And this doc is, you know, I, I hope that that's the thing with stuff like this is you can always do another one, too. Mm-hmm. You know, which would be nice if they did it again. And I don't, I don't know if it's something that they want to do. I don't see why they wouldn't. But, you know, like, this is something I want more of. Like, I definitely would watch another one of these, maybe talking yeah. about different aspects of stuff. 
I love the documentary stuff about horror movies. Uh, they're yeah. always fun and interesting. Absolutely. Yeah, and I and I like this one um, that it took a different, you know, sort of a different path than. I mean, she's really the only one that could have made this movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, because it is uh it tells a personal story, and and I did uh, appreciate that. Um, it wasn't exactly what I thought I was going into. Um, I didn't even realize until it was brought up in the movie that she was the daughter of the, the special effects guy. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, it, it is an interesting take on it. Absolutely. Um, I don't have anything else unless you guys do. Uh, my final thing. Mm-hmm. I found a review for us. Oh, look at that. I found a single review. Please tell me, uh, Aaron. I, God, I wish it was <laughs> Uh, no, but also someone with a fantastic username. Uh, this is Gamer Bob Ross. <laughs> nice. Oh All, right. All right. Dude, <laughs> see the movie Paint, by the way, if you like Bob Ross. That movie is fantastic. Is it? Oh, I loved it. It looked kind of fun, but... It's, it's um, great. It's great. Uh, so, yes. Uh, 10 out of 10. A heartfelt look behind the scenes. Fans of the franchise will absolutely love this documentary. From interesting backstories to how the films have affected each person individually, it's amazing to see and learn things about a franchise so many people have grown up with. My only complaint was that there wasn't more. I was intrigued, but with the sections on just the movies and wanted more about each production. I found out about this documentary through Bloody Disgusting and the director's social media about uh, behind the scenes made me hopeful, but my hopes were surpassed in every regard. The beginning is very informative, but it gets immensely immensely emotional toward the end and shines a whole new light on the family behind the scenes. I can't recommend this enough to fans of the franchise. Yeah, man. I mean, Sums it up pretty well. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like I could have written that review and it wouldn't have been much different. Yeah. yeah. I might not have given it the full 10 out of 10, but I respect Gamer Bob Rout. Yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I agree. Rob, I'm sure you didn't find any trivia, huh? You didn't expect to do that, did you? No, I didn't look. <laughs> unbelievable. Don't tell me huh? unbelievable. I asked 50 times what we were doing this week, and your <laughs> response every time was Chucky. I didn't know what that meant. How do you not know? <laughs> do you not pay attention? I, <laughs> wish, I wish I had just said Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was the whole thing. It was like that I told you. It was like that Thanksgiving episode again, where I didn't know what I was supposed to do. We went over it several times. How do you uh, not know? I just show up and talk, man. It's fine. Yeah, and uh, and, uh, and now you show bring up, memes, right? Drink my Sunny D and talk. Son of a bitch, I forgot about that. Um, all right. So, guys, the the um Living with Chucky documentary is out on Screenbox right now, so you can go find it on Screenbox. Watch it if you haven't. Let us know what you thought about it if you have. Uh, all that stuff. Follow the show at Slasher Radio. <clears throat> As we've mentioned throughout, if you are not, you are missing out on a whole nother world to this fucking show. Uh, also, yeah, a, a, that's like taking listening to the show to a whole nother level, I think. It really truly is. The engagement, like as much as our listeners, um, how do I put this? Harass innocent directors on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> It was arguable that the director was harassing us, uh, let's be fair. <laughs> well, he was harassing you. Yeah, he said love to everybody but me. Like, who yeah. says that, man? And I was immediately like, all right, I'm following this guy. 
asshole. Uh, no, as, as much of our listeners are uh, assholes is the, the best way to put it. They're, they will welcome you. They're mean to us. They're nice to each other. They're just mean to us. So that's true. They're not mean to you. They take time and out of their busy day to create memes celebrating you. Shame on you for for you know like you know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. No. Um, Two special segments dedicated to you on the show, Mikey. I don't want them. I want them. (laughs) I want nothing more in life for them to stop. Uh, but go, yeah, go follow us on pay on on Twitter at slash radio for sure. You get a whole nother world of this thing uh, at patreon.com forward slash slash radio as well. Uh, tier starting as low as three dollars a month. You get an extra show every week. We did follow up on the Jaren controversy from last yeah, week's reviews. Very in depth. Our first ever episode of CSIMDB. <laughs> I love it. That's, that's great. And next week, we as we talked about, I think we talked about it on this show and not Patreon. Uh, Dr. Rob will be premiering <laughs> next week. Yeah, I think we're going to have a medical advice show, yeah. As, what as long as we get like. the disclaimer produced. In the <laughs> yeah, I have, a, I have a plan for the disclaimer. Yeah, so that'll be funny. Also, have to, you, know, you can get involved with that by being a member of the Patreon, but also on Twitter is where the questions are pulled from. Um, but yeah, man, patreon.com forward slash slash radio. Get an extra show every week, Easter egg content, ad-free shows as well. And uh, I'm at Mike Beastead. You can find me on Twitter at Radio Rob One Two Three, and uh, look for something special. Cat and I are cooking up. Yes, <laughs> I have to submit uh, an appeal to that. Let's see. We see about six months from now, probably at the way things are going right now. <laughs> I'm banned from it already. Lifetime appeal process. No parole. Cat, what about you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at cat underscore velour, V-O-L-E-U-R. You can check out my website, catvelour.com. Please pre-order my book, because I took a royalty deal. <laughs> so, so Kat, yes. I went to look at your, at your book and, and to pre-order it, and it seems there's no digital version. There is a digital version. I can't find it. Okay, so, I can send you a link. If you okay, want. you'll have to, because um, I, I do uh, just e-books. I will say I so I think the button on the website takes you automatically to the physical version. Yes. Uh but there is a digital version. Okay. okay. Absolutely no excuse not go check that out. At floor.com. Maybe I should get the physical version and make cat sign it at some point. I think uh wait, oh god, I shouldn't be promoting stuff on the show that I'm only like 80% sure about. But uh, I'm pretty sure all of the pre-orders are going, all of the physical pre-orders are going to be signed. I'm not going to come like sign your Kindle against <laughs> your will or anything. But <laughs> some old lady's Kindle starts right now. <laughs> I said I would sign the pre-order. <laughs> Just like breaking into people's houses. Um, Give me your tablet, the... <laughs> lady. <laughs> all of the physical pre-orders we're pretty sure are going to be signed. All right. Well, maybe I'll just pre-order the physical copy, but it's good to know there is a digital copy. There's a digital copy. All right, that's fair. Will you? Will you? Uh, later down the road, you'd have to write like nice things in mine and mean things in Rob's, though. Uh, you know what? <laughs> I'm gonna put that as a perk at the bottom of the pre-order page. Nice. <laughs> we'll write mean things about Rob for extra dollars. Oh, you'll get a lot of those. Yeah. Nice. What are you talking about? People love me. You get at least two, me and Leah. <laughs> you two are the worst two, though. All right. Uh, we oh, wow. Do... Oh, shit. 
I just realized something, guys. Uh-oh. Next week is another Patreon show. No, I thought you were going to say this hasn't been recording this whole time or something. <laughs> I was so scared. But all right, well, Mikey's doing the Chucky episode himself. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, next week is another Patreon show. Okay. That's bad news. Probably. Yeah. You know, I got a whole list of shows that I'm, I'm eager to pitch for episodes here, and we keep getting blocked by the fucking patron. We've been busy. We have also two of the patrons <laughs> are out to get me with movies, so I'm ooh, not looking ooh. forward to this. Well, who's yeah. coming for you, Kat? Uh, I don't know if I should be reminding them of this, but Chris has requested that we watch The American Martyrs. and Chris is always coming for somebody. Yeah, it's Chris's job. Yeah. Uh, Greg, I believe, is Greg. wanting us to watch. And he did say it in a very nice way, but he is wanting us to watch Spiral. And I feel personally attacked. Oh, yeah. Uh, Greg, I, that's, an that's an attack on all of us, Spiral. Yeah, it doesn't really matter what the intention is or not. Uh, if I have to watch Spiral, I'm being attacked. <laughs> <laughs> mm, that's fair. Well, patreon.com forward slash slash radio again the voting will begin soon so uh next week will be our patreon show get in and have a say in what we talk about next week and good night from slasher radio all the best of slasher radio podcast